This is Weather Jazz. Here's your host, Andre Bernier. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Weather Jazz. This is episode number 108 for Thursday, June 11, 2020. All I can say is, wow, what a night last night. Uh, We'd watched a very powerful squall line move through, and generally for most of the night, uh, it was going to come through Ohio without a uh, single tornado warning until it reached the Pennsylvania border. Then suddenly things changed, uh, and we'll talk more about that as uh, this episode kind of uh, develops, but for those of you that are listening across the country, we're going to spend a lot of time on Ohio because of the squall line that came through, uh, since a good chunk of the Weather Jazz audience is, in fact, from Ohio. So welcome to this post-storm Weather Jazz episode. We'll talk about uh, the system that pushed through Ohio during the day yesterday, and boy, uh, did that line assemble quickly? We kind of figured that it would. It started up in uh, Michigan and then began to extend into northern Indiana. Uh, and it looked like it would remain a stub of a line. But uh, at, at this time of year, you just cannot uh, discount the energy of the atmosphere going into the 4, 5, and 6 o'clock hour. And sure enough, between 4 and 6 p.m., the clusters in southern Ohio suddenly joined up with the line, and the line was complete. Uh, Now, we did have some tornado warnings in the southern part of the state, down around uh, the Columbus area. We also had some down uh, around Huntington, uh, West Virginia, and uh, South Point, Ohio, just north of South Point, which is the southernmost point in the state. And uh, that's pretty much where any of the localized rotating cells were. Most of the line, it was a very strong outflow. And as the line came through, most places, when that line arrived, it uh, was accompanied by a pretty decent shelf cloud that would be a long ribbon of very dark, low-hanging clouds just as the storm arrives. And... uh, some pretty decent winds, too. And we'll talk about some of the specifics as we go into the damage reports here as we look back on this system just 24 hours ago. So from the uh, northeast Ohio section, Cleveland National Weather Service in particular, let's take a look at some of the reports. Now, just countless, countless, countless Damage reports to trees, to power lines, uh, various structures all over the place. So I went through a six-page report and highlighted some of the actual wind uh, gusts that came through that were measured and a few other interesting things that also came through as well. Uh, Toledo... The executive airport, not Toledo Express, but executive airport, uh, reported a wind gust of 54 miles per hour. That was at 6.06 p.m. when the line was going through there. Uh, We had a 66-mile-per-hour wind gust two miles west of of, uh, Tiffin in Seneca County. 
we had another wind gust at Mansfield's Lom Airport in Richland County. When the front went through there, or the line of thunderstorms went through there, at 644, they recorded a 59-mile-per-hour wind gust. Uh, four miles east of Port Clinton in Ottawa County, a 60-mile-per-hour wind gust. And, you know, all of these wind gusts uh, certainly are going to produce some damage to some trees, to some limbs, power lines, that kind of thing. And there were countless reports of these items, especially west of I-77, that did go down. Uh, okay, Avon Lake in Lorraine County. Uh, here's uh, where an interesting structure uh, was reported damaged. Uh, trees were down on homes, and a McDonald's sign uh, was also tossed about 60 feet, according to some of the eyewitnesses there. That was uh, one of the more interesting ones. Also, in Hancock County, one mile west of Mount Corey, a barn collapsed onto the ground west of Mount Corey, and uh, that time was at about 5.28 when the uh, line went through there. In Sandusky, in Erie County, uh, many of you saw the report on Fox 8 News that uh, there was a collapsed wall of the Sandusky State Theater. Uh, multiple trees and wires were down throughout Sandusky as well, but uh, uh, somebody actually captured video of the collapse and the bricks that came down. Uh, fortunately, nobody was in the way. Uh, I don't think I saw any cars that were in the way either. Uh, that would have been a much worse scenario had that occurred. A couple more reports for you. At 9.10 p.m., uh, Geneva on the Lake reported a 64-mile-per-hour wind gust on one of their marine stations. Also, uh, a marine station just uh, west-northwest of Lorraine, make that north-northwest of Lorraine, 57-mile-per-hour wind gust, and three miles west-northwest of Vermilion, a little earlier at 646, a 66-mile-per-hour wind gust. Uh, from the ham radio network and the Skywarn network, we also caught word that a couple of semis were blown over at the interchange of Interstate 71 and U.S. Route 30. Uh, that would have been right around Mansfield's uh, area and uh, near Mansfield's Lom Airport. And, of course, they had a pretty strong wind gust as well. Well, one more thing I wanted to mention is that uh, one of the most dramatic things about the storm was not necessarily the storm itself. And, of course, that did produce damage. If you waited long enough and you came out of your place of shelter, if you had to go there, there was a most stunning display of cumulonimbus mammatus. Mammatus clouds are uh, kind of a bulbous-shaped uh, cloud that you will see often uh, at the tail end of a severe weather uh, period. And it is found on the anvil of the thunderhead, and you don't really see it until the line has pushed out. Well, we saw probably what I would consider the best display of cumulonimbus mammatus uh, that uh, quite possibly I've seen ever since I moved into the Cleveland area, and that's over 30 years ago. And to prove it to you, I'm going to 
post a couple of photos, many photos came in to us. One of my weather interns from uh, a number of years ago now, Lauren Hilko, snapped a couple of great photos. I'm going to highlight uh, one or two of them on weatherjazz.com on episode number 108. Look for those. But I also want you to take a look at a two-minute time lapse. I brought my GoPro camera with me here at the station, and just as the uh, system was about to hit Greater Cleveland, I brought my GoPro out and I attached it to uh, a chain link fence and pointed it to the west and just let it roll. And after the storm went through, I was going to stop it until I saw the sky starting to become a brilliant, iridescent, almost gold-green color. It was rather eerie. And then, of course, we looked up and we saw all of the cumulonimbus mammatus, which were captured on the two-minute time lapse that you're going to see. I encourage you to go to weatherjazz.com, go to episode number 108, and check out the time lapse that I'm going to post there. Uh, Watch it in its entirety. It truly is fascinating, and it's worth it from start to finish. Uh, So there you have it, a little special Weather Jazz uh, episode on the thunderstorm uh, squall line that we had to go through last night. One more note. Uh, we did have a tornado warning in the northeast Ohio area. That was for for Columbia, Columbiana uh, County last night at about 9.30 or so. And it's Pittsburgh that uh, is responsible for Columbiana County. And they received reports that there was some damage in the Letonia area, which is east of Salem in Columbiana County. And they did send a survey team, and they're still assessing it as of right now, as of this taping uh, here at 4.30 on a Thursday afternoon. But uh, they were able to confirm a tornado associated with last night's storms in Letonia, and that would be in Columbiana County. And that was roughly about 9.30. And I'm sure that they're going to come out with a statement with uh, the strength and the length and the the width of that particular tornado. I saw the signature, and I will also post on weatherjazz.com the velocity scan from Cleveland National Weather Service that clearly shows the rotation uh, in that particular cell so that you can uh, have a look at it. Well, there you have it. A lot of people have asked, uh, well, uh, you haven't come out with a, a recent episode. I've got a lot in the pipeline, but we have a lot of things going on uh, here at the station. I'm back at the station after spending about two months doing weather from home. And, of course, I can produce segments from home. I've got a studio in both here at the station and at home. But there's just there was so much going on uh, in the world and so much uh, that uh, perhaps would have taken your attention, and rightly so, that I decided to just kind of uh, wait for things to settle down and collect that uh, pipeline worth of data that I will be um, using to produce future episodes of Weather Jazz and be looking for that here in the very near future. I'm going to start producing these segments with a little more frequency uh, now. And um, so look for that. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what's coming up next because, quite frankly, I have a folder full of 
information, a folder full of material that I can use. So I'll wait um, and look for that here in the next week or so. Uh, for episode number 109. In the meantime, let me conclude, and I wish you all well. Stay well, stay safe, enjoy the cool, dry weather as we head into the weekend. No heat now for a little while. We've had two 90-degree days at Cleveland Hopkins Airport, and it doesn't look like we'll see any, at least in the next uh, 7 to 10 days. We'll see you next go-around right here on Weather Jazz. Weather Jazz.